Multitasking. Uh, I remember today and tonight specifically so so vividly that I'm I must have made a significant recording, but I don't know what that would be because honestly, uh, once I'm done sorting through my stuff, um, I'm eating and then I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try for the life of me. I don't know. I'm. You know what? Fuck that. Um, I I retract my my preliminary statement because I can try to make plans to do something and it's not necessarily actually. Well, you fuck it. Um. Anyway, on to the next thing. Uh, a bedtime story. Well, uh, I had one, and then I forgot what it was. I really did. Uh, have like a good story to tell, and now I forgot. Um, because I've been thinking about this billboard, because once I got, like, I started, like, reflecting on my day, and then when I got to the part about this billboard that I saw that, like, I can't say it pissed me off, but it just kind of, like, irritated me, because I immediately, like, I immediately disagreed, and then, like, had, I, well, forgot about it, because I was battling fucking Midtown Manhattan on a fucking... Friday night, I, I have to keep, I have to remind myself, like, not to ever fucking do that, um, I keep doing that on accident, and it's, like, the holiday season, too, and I keep going out on accident, and, like, there's no such thing as a rush hour in midtown Manhattan on the weekend, it's just always rush hour, especially around 42nd Street, um, which, I don't know, maybe that's just, like, specifically, hectic for me because the first time I was ever in Times Square it was empty I've told that story before but I mean like let me just reiterate the whole like the surreality of the fucking fact that the first time that I was in New York City there was like three people that I even saw in the whole place like the whole bitch was empty 100% like my my taxi was like the only taxi on the road my plane was like the only plane in the sky um oh i remember my story now i was fasting and my story was about a a particular fast that i um that i took and then i had to like restart because of the dumbest thing and i was just remembering that but first i'm going to tell this story about this billboard that i saw and it was like one of those digital billboards so it was only up for a second but it kind of irked me and it was like jesus's family was messy and I immediately was like, no, the fuck they weren't. First of all, which family? Because in any, in, in like any depiction of the story, like, no, that is like an absolute, like, very, very, like, that is so false. Like, I've never heard anything so stupid in my life. And um, I'm not even religious. Um, but I know for a fact that Jesus, in any way that you want to depict that person historically or like mythically, like none of his family could ever be messy one like uh, like people say that cleanliness is godliness that is correct first of all there's not a lot of like materialism or material possession that comes with like being a deity jesus is a deity and whatever it like even historically even the way that like he was a prophet that people like looked up to and like believed in and followed like uh you know very 
passionately, uh, i.e. the passion of the fucking Christ. <laughs> um, um, just to show you how, like, not religious I am, is I do, like, I, I have a different kind of belief in profanity. I believe that profanity is an art form. So, uh, you know, the, the spoken language is an art in itself. That words, even though people don't understand them as that, like, we use them as a, a way of communication. Like, it's very, very much an art form, especially if you're talking about in the sense of, like, the, like, the source or deities or gods in a sense, like, of art, you know? Language is very, very much an art. It's very much, like, a, a creative, a create, a creative being, a creator being playing with itself in, like, non-sexual. It's very much doing something artistic it's coloring you know um in the in the ranges of languages that we speak and the the way that language evolves is definitely something that is like an art form but i i have a different belief in profanity um you know it it definitely changes when it comes to like different you know moral backgrounds or like whatever you know upbringings like you don't i don't necessarily have the mouth of a sailor around kids you know but like my my definition of what profanity and like what curse words are and what they mean is definitely different than I think a lot of people um see so you know I don't necessarily believe in such a thing as like taking the lord's name in vain like oh my god like that at one point was considered like a sin and even maybe like something illegal in in the way that like their you know religious freedom is is basically um, you know, something that is kind of modern in the sense that I think it was like, you know, illegal to not have some kind of religious affiliation until the, the, you know, the creation of the United States of America. Don't quote me on that. I'm not, you know, great at history, but I, like, I, I'm living it. So, you know, be easy on me. Um, yeah, but I saw this billboard, just not to deviate too far away from the fucking subject. It was like, Jesus' family was messy, and I'm like, why on earth would you fucking tell people that? That is, that's like the devil itself trying to fucking work its flex on, like, no, it's okay if you're a complete fucking wreck, like, because Jesus was fucking messy, no. Like, no part of fucking any of Jesus' family is in any depiction, like, is logically messy, like, in the way that, like, Jesus is a deity who's formed from God, a being of, like, no material possession besides this existence, technically. And there's nothing messy about it. And, like, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's very simple, like, plain and simple how um, God's or God is, like, a perfect being, and so there's no, there's no, like, that was, like, I don't know, <laughs> it just irked me with stupidity, because I'm, like, what the fuck, where do you get off telling people, like, it's okay to have, like, because, honestly, being dirty or being overly messy, like, is a mental health, like, symptom, it's a symptom of something wrong, and you're, like, if you're not able, like, you're, you're something is out of balance if you're overly, um, dirty or overly messy, like, I've lived with people that had, problems with hygiene and problems with cleaning and that is where satan dwells i promise you if you're religious in any way and you actually believe in like jesus and satan and god and the devil i'm telling you like <laughs> it is true what they say that like cleanliness is close to godliness 
because like that i mean like there is no i mean like it like god or the source or deities or gods however you want to put it is about like organization and like the like the opposite of chaos order and peace and respect and unity and all these things that are uh like you know the patterns in the universe the flower of life and like all of the all of our sacred geometry has order to it and conjunction like it's not like jesus family was messy no the fuck it wasn't jesus is technically worshipped as a god at this point jesus is a god or jesus is one third of the trinity which is god and so you can like jesus is fucking no the fuck and that irked me in so many ways i don't know why but like i was walking down 42nd street and i saw that and i was like where the fuck do you get off telling people that having mental like well i mean like i guess we live in a fucking time where it's like, it's okay to not be okay because we need you to work fucking most of your life away and not be able to afford anything in order to keep things the way that they are. Um, I think that's basically what the fuck that was saying. That's That jumped out as like a fucking red flag to me. Even though the ad was like bright yellow or like orange or something. No, it was yellow. Um, which is maybe why I even noticed it. But I was like, yo, why the fuck would you lie to people like that? Until, like, okay, first of all, like, God is descended from heaven. Heaven is, like, shiny clean. First of all, that place is unimaginably fucking incredible. Everything, like, the buildings, like, not just the street, the buildings are made of gold. Like, everything is shiny. The oceans are fucking, eh, like, I, either way, I'm not gonna go into, like, the details of the fucking many realms that I've been through on this fucking masterpiece of a fucking existential existence but i'm telling you this that heaven is squeaky clean there's no trash there's no fucking disease there's no there's no there there's i mean like honestly it's a place of like no material possessions because everything is of like immense material wealth when i say that like that like the like I don't everything's shiny all the buildings are made of gold and shit and there's like fucking golden pyramids and castles and shit and I'm not I mean like I, I mean like I guess I'm at liberty to say how I know this I guess I just like fucked myself over by fasting into a fucking you know place of of understanding and knowing and like beyond beyond death that like I don't know like I said I'm I'm pretty much just like uh like sentenced to this body to do whatever its purpose is and i'm not even really sure <laughs> like you know and then dip like <laughs> that's what the fuck i'm doing but nothing about jesus or his family any of his families if you're talking about like the the family in which he descended from like the in the celestial kingdom if you want to call it that um is there's no <laughs> there's nothing messy about that family um and i mean like as far as like the actual historical depiction or the religious depiction like no mary and joseph ran a pretty fucking tight ship and um like there's nothing that even would make sense and that wasn't that was living in different times anyway where there wasn't all the chaos of like i said material materialism and capitalism there wasn't excess you know everything you had was everything that you needed or less um but hardly ever more you know and um it i just found it kind of ridiculous like outward like out of bodily ridiculous to even like suggest that 
Like, it's okay to, like, I understand that a lot of people, especially Americans, like, deal with this excessiveness, deal with hoarding, deal with, like, not having enough time in their schedule to be able to, like, to clean. And some people don't actually even have, like, the right brain for it, like, for organization or for cleanliness um, or for, you know, like, to be, like, nobody's perfect technically but if you allow yourself the time to like improve in certain places organization and and cleanliness like you know like more hygiene is where it's it's an indicator of like mental illness or mental health because if you can sit there and scroll on your phone on facebook for two hours you know like you can definitely do the dishes for sure like that that same amount of energy that you are expending can definitely be like used to do that you know um, you can definitely clean up after your dog if it makes an accident in the house. Or maybe your dog is just telling you by peeing or pooping in the house that it needs to go for a walk and not just be in the house all the time. Maybe your dog is telling you that by doing that. Um, and usually dogs are smart enough to do something like that. Like, dogs are smart-ish. Like, they don't shit where they sleep, you know? They don't like to, to defecate or urinate in places where they... Where they also habitate they're just kind of uh like that most creatures are like that um there are very few creatures that actually like sleep in their own fucking um mess but either way um that's the story of the the day like today um which like i said i took like a wrong turn and then i took like another wrong turn i think google is fucking with me because i was following where the arrow was pointing me and then, like, like I said, I'm just not on my phone a lot. So, like, I would check in and be like, where is it? And then it was like, oh, no, you're over here. And I was like, it was cool. It was a good detour. Like, I wasn't mad. But I was irked when I saw that fucking sign that was like, ew, Jesus' family was messy. I was like, where the fuck did you get that from? Like, in what text does it say, like, and, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, like, the dude was born in a fucking manger, but even so, (laughs) like, even so, that's about as fucking messy as that gets, um, you know, like, there's a lot, there's also a lot out of that, like, specific religion, um, like, you know, that's left out, like, Jesus' whole childhood was just, like, re, what's it called, like, they just took that, (laughs) everything that was written about that kid, is pretty much gone except for like oh born in a major and then like let's fast forward to like okay this kid is like acting up because he he he's running off and he wants to go sit in the temple with the elders and rabbis and shit um but yeah they skipped around a lot <laughs> like they skipped a lot of stuff um anywho let's see where was i at i was telling the story about this fucking fast i went on because i was reminded of it and i thought how ridiculous but it's been years and I hadn't been really like and really been brought back to that moment until just now because I'm about to eat some blueberries but um one time I fasted and it was kind of like a long it was like a it was a definitely lengthy fast it was either 10 days or 14 I think it was 14 but on the 14th day and I was living I was living in Venice uh Venice Beach at the time and on the 14th day there was a uh farmer's market and I was like oh I'm gonna go to this farmer's market and I'm gonna get like you know I've talked about how when you break a long fast like that you have to be very very like conscious of what you put into your your body afterwards um and so um typically for the fruit like 
after you reintroduce water, if you're dry fasting, um, which I was, um, after you reintroduce water, you shouldn't do anything like too abrasive, you know, like no dairy, no, definitely no meat. This is how like my, the beginnings of my pescatarianism and, and vegetarianism began like here when I was doing this like extreme fasting. Um, and I got to like the 14th day and I was so excited for this farmer's market. Um, that was like, I think it's like once a week and I was so excited and, um, I went to the farmer's market and I was like picking out everything like one by one. And, uh, like I was just like, oh, these are the carrots, you know, like I had had my eye on the carrots since like the last, I think like the last, I like, I came up on the, um, I came up on the, the farmer's market like midway through the fast and was like this I'm gonna shop here before you know like I I break fast and then I got to that day and I was so excited and um I was like walking around the farmer's market and I didn't even think because there is also a process in the way that I do it because I like everybody fasts differently this is not fasting for like any kind of weight loss um I had actually already lost a majority of my weight like a a really big portion of it and I just hadn't really gained any muscle mass um because I wasn't really working out I was walking everywhere um I was on foot all the time so I was walking like crazy like 14 miles a day like we're just walking everywhere 12 miles 10 miles like my 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 iPhone health would be like you're nuts like yep um so (laughs) I went um I went to this Venice uh, beach farmer's market and um you know they have like free samples and things like and I wasn't even thinking about it because it is like a process like of doing a prayer and like for me like my personal process um which has changed and evolved over time but then it was very very strict you know like going through the process of prayer and meditation and like waiting until the sun is all the way down um and you know like I said I lived on Venice Beach so I mean like watching until like every sliver of light (laughs) you know, or meditating until every sliver of light has left, um, and, and going through the process of praying and, and, you know, saying my thanks and my grace, um, and being very conscientious, conscientious, conscious, very conscientious, okay, whatever, just being very mindful of, like, re-entering a state, uh, like, a very drastic separate state of perception, because, like, going, it's, it's technically, it's technically, like, shifting dimensions, if you want to think about it in that way, in, like, a multi-dimensional sense of, like, you're gonna go from this, like, pretty much, like, like, a state of extreme bliss, and, like, like, you're, pre- you're gonna go from, like, your third tab of acid to, like, totally sober, <laughs> like as soon as you eat um or not like the minute that you eat it's not like a it's not like a serious head change it's it's kind of like um it's moderate you know it takes like it takes I would say like an hour for me I think everybody's different but I've never I've never really done um extreme fasting with any other human but you're not supposed to you're supposed to be alone for that spiritual part of your process which I was um you know like besides um, you know, like spirit guides and angels and all that stuff that like nobody wants to hear about because it makes you crazy, but whatever. And um, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it, but uh, what like one of the first places like that I went to was like a fruit stand, of course, because I needed fruits and vegetables. And um, 
and this girl was like, uh, free sample? Do you want a blueberry? They're organically blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, like, just took the blueberry, and I, like, popped it in my mouth without even thinking about it. And, like, my whole world shattered. I was like, oh, no. Like, I didn't even think about it at all. And it was because of, like, it was a misstep like that because it was so thoughtless that, um, I, like, I very, very much took it in a hard way, probably harder than I should have. Like, I had to restart it. And so I, like, restarted the whole process of fasting from just, like, that blueberry. And I, that's my story. I don't know. Like, I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, like, holy fuck, oh my god. (laughs) The whole, I got so close to the end. And then didn't even, like, really think about it. And I think, I think for me, like, spiritually, that's just kind of more of just, like, a, like, a, you know, this is, this is why, um, you know, like, having people from the external world kind of enter your spiritual field before breaking that barrier between, like, you and, you know, yourself and, like, your spiritual self and, like, the rest of the world is kind of, like, kind of important. Like, I've learned to, like, do my shopping for breaking fast now, like, a couple days before I actually break fast, so that it can kind of, like, add to the mindfulness of, like, the, you know, um, like, the process of actually, like, leaving this, because it's hard to do. Like, once you're up there, it's really, really hard to come back. Like, you're like, "Ah, I don't want to go back to, like, and I mean, like, honestly, you're faced with this choice and this is I mean like if there are kids listening I have it marked on my podcasting like you know um service that it's not for kids but like that doesn't necessarily mean that like kids don't have access to it so I'm just saying that like this is not a recommendation for anybody like a full-grown adult in fact like my spiritual journey was kind of like forced upon me in the way that in all in in all the ways that I've talked about in this series and you know going through the the very um very earth shattering very violent very abusive relationship that I didn't realize I, I was in um I'm just going to go ahead and put a disclaimer on what I just said for like the 800th time um like it's and I'm very like I said I'm very old hollywood in the way that I'm like uh hashtag me too but like you know, I wasn't there, I didn't see it, so it's not my business, that's kind of my, that's kind of my mindset about everything, even to this day, even after everything that's happened to me, where it's like, well, wouldn't you want, if you were getting beaten, wouldn't you want someone to call the police, I'm like, nobody called the police, and they heard me get my ass beat, it's not my business, it wasn't their business, just leave things alone, you don't know, um, you know, like, if I see, if I see something, I'll say something, perhaps, um, you know, but it's in New York City, you see a lot of shit on the daily that you just have to, like, I'm just gonna delete that, you know? You see a lot of shit in this city that's, like, traumatizing, um, to somebody that may not be, you know, that may not have been through, I mean, like, I think this city is traumatizing to anybody that's not necessarily from here, like, if you are from anywhere else, especially, like, the Midwest, or, like, if you were raised in a very sheltered environment, or even California, there's some shit that pops off over there, but it's nothing to some of the shit that I've seen here, and I think that if I wasn't so traumatized, like, that shit would fuck me up, definitely, 
um, New York is just a, whoa, like, New York is a mental crisis, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like New York has gotten used to most people being in a mental crisis, in a state of mental, uh, in a, in a state of mental chaos, and, like, dis, like, disruption, and just disfigurement, I think that a majority of the population in New York City is, is in some kind of mental crisis or dealing with some mental illness, whether you're homeless or have a home. Um, I, you know, like I've, I've visited and stayed with enough people. I've seen enough real estate ads to realize that like, no, not everybody's all the way there. Like, I'm, I think it's crazy, first of all, that the broker can like list your apartment. I think it's like legally like four to five months before you move out of it. So they can like bring people in and out of your house legally like four to five months before the lease is even uh up so i mean like a lot of people's this is just like an off shoot i mean like and kind of a psa about mental health and and awareness like a lot of people's houses are like not clean at all to the point where it's like why would you post a picture of this to try to have somebody rent like I can't see around your grossness to try to imagine myself in this apartment that's weird you know but that's just kind of the way of the world I guess somebody's gonna see around it or maybe even a similar person is gonna rent that apartment and be like oh like you know like maybe a similar person is gonna see around that but I'm like is this for rent? Yes, it is. I'm like, why does it still have people's stuff in it? And, like, the stuff is everywhere. Um, I looked at a couple apartments that were, like, you know, still lived in. I looked at some apartments that were, like, mid-move. Um, and I was like, this is not, like, I, mm, <laughs> you know. Um, but the, all this just to say that, like, yeah, um, extreme disorganization and, like, uncleanliness is actually, like, a huge indicator of like some other mental dis um disability or unrest actually cleanliness is very 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 important um in relation to mental health um that being said this disclaimer again i didn't even know i was in like an abusive relationship until i got to like a battered women's shelter and they gave me a list of all the things that are considered abuse and like I was reflecting on the 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 past of what had happened and I was like holy shit like the whole thing like I it was was, like I said shattering traumatizing I realized that I didn't even know like how I was being treated because I thought all that stuff was normal and I thought and maybe it is and that's kind of even worse to think that like whoa a lot of people are just in abusive relationships and don't even have like the self-worth to understand that they're being fucking like disrespected that they're being treated badly um because everybody thinks it's normal but um it's not um you know so whoever's running that ad about like no it's okay to be messy because jesus family was messy no i guarantee you jesus family was not messy like none of his potential fucking (laughs) even fictional families um could could be could could in any way be like disorderly in that way um because that's just not (laughs) that's i mean it's not even logical if you consider what kind of being jesus is or was you know it doesn't make any sense so don't try to like coax people into thinking that they're 
their un like their their unwellness is okay. Um, I mean, like I get the whole "it's okay to not be okay" campaign, but if you've ever cried on a packed subway train, like you know for a fact that it's not. It's not okay to not be okay. Um, so, I mean, like, and that was just out of pain. Here's another story, since I told the one about the fast. That's the end of the story, by the way. I I broke the fast accidentally, because that lady offered me a fucking blueberry, and I didn't even fucking realize. I, like, I was, like, I didn't pray. I didn't fucking, oh, like, I had to go through the whole thing over again. That sucked. But, you know, it was kind of, like, rewarding that at the end of the, the, (laughs) the period that I, um... I was like, well, you know, at least I stuck, you know, at least I did it. I did it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's see. Oh, what's this other story? I don't know. Now I forgot it again. I need to eat. (laughs) I should eat. Um, But I am like, I don't know. I think that billboard irked me so much that like, even though my shit was like predominantly clean, I'm like, nah, now I'm going to be like extra super fucking like. OCD anal clean because fucking I don't know like I said I've I've real I'm really compacted right now like I don't have all of the space that I need for all of my things but I mean um I usually have a place for everything like to a to to the point where I realize that I'm not necessarily gonna be like the most uh I'm not the easiest person to live with. I will not fucking even kid myself for a moment to pretend that I am. I won't pretend that I'm a great roommate. I think I'm a horrible fucking roommate. But for the most part, like, I I have put it in my vibration, at least for the past, like, especially since this whole coughing thing. Like, it's definitely in my aura. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I'm like, don't be by me. Don't be around me. Don't sit next to me. Don't look at me. Don't flirt with me on the fucking... Don't flirt with me on public transport or on the street um like if i'm just walking by don't be like hey lady like that's not the way to get in this pussy at all um <laughs> at all i don't think there is a way in at this point i think i think i'm just like i i have put that like in my aura just like no get the fuck away from me unless you're like the father of my future children um and you know because I'm in the body that I'm in right now you're probably not but I mean and I've always thought about this that like once I get my 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 skin removal surgery and like once I actually have like a nice normal looking body like people will be hella attracted to me because of you know like I've been fat and black and ugly like my entire existence so I've had to learn how to have a personality like I've had to learn how to actually like be useful so that people don't try to kill me and they still try to kill me um (laughs) like that's what you have to do like when you're ugly you work harder when you're ugly you fucking you have more personality because you have like everybody needs love in some kind of way shape or form and so you have to go about like getting that as a survival instinct like you have to have a nice smile or a cute laugh or or be useful like especially if you're really ugly like okay like some some of the most useful people are not attractive at all not in the way that you should use people and a lot of the time those people are used because they get taken advantage of because they don't have like love in the in the sense that like people are very fucking vain beings and so like the most golden heart the most beautiful people 
in the world are like externally ugly i've realized this like externally not ideally attractive because like to me somebody's actual face starts changing to me when they're when they've revealed themselves to be like a kind loving person like once you start like and it goes the other way for like pretty people like the most beautiful people that i've met in the world have started looking ugly to me like in no other way that they've shown me ugliness you know or have hurt other people or myself repeatedly and so it's like dang like you know like my my ex-best friend hottest girl in the world but after so much time became ugly to me you know um became very like became like lost the beauty because i'm like dang like i've seen you do some some fucked up ugly shit and i think that happens to all of us especially in relationships like between men and women um like somebody that we were very attracted to once can can become very fucking ugly just because of the things that they've done or just because of the things that they've said um i don't i don't find myself to be any different or any better than anyone in that way that i can become ugly and like i just said for for um at least the last few years with everything that's been happening to me especially this coughing thing like i you know i consider myself to be extremely talented at making myself ugly like like ugly to the the point that it is a um it's a defense mechanism like get away from me i don't want to like i don't you know um i don't want you around me um (laughs) so that's uh yeah, that's me. That's that's more of just like me protecting myself. Like especially I do have like a very sensitive um like a very sensitive sense of like someone's aura or someone's vibration. And so if that vibration is instantly like painful to me, like if it hurts just to fucking be in a room with you, I'm like, "Oh my god." Um <laughs> like there's something actually that I'm not even doing intentionally. There's like that like that's that's when god mode happens for me cuz my protective you know like my my survival mode will kick in like honestly and just like you know um not not be the coolest person to be around i've noticed that especially with everything that i've been through lately like uh, that i'm just like i'm not even actually doing this on purpose i realize how horrible my vibration just got but it was only because it was like in it was like in defense and reaction to whatever the fuck you are you know like some people have very 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 negative energy and and that is like for the most part in, in a in a perfect world i guess like you in your existence and i would have never really crossed paths um if it wasn't for like the system and like the brokenness of it and the like you and i do not live in in the same world you and i do not have the same like have a similar enough perception to even like we almost don't exist in this room together because you are you and i am i and and like whatever you are is so much in I can't even say like an antithesis, but yes, is is like an opposite or antithesis of whatever I am, is that this this time and place only can exist for so long without like the pressure, like the cosmic pressure, like changing it and like that's you know, um, in the sense of multidimensionality, which is right now just a theory, 
But I think it's beginning to be kind of a more agreed upon, like, yeah, there are, like, multiple and infinite realms of, like, parallel realities and time shifting. Like, in, in certain realities, time moves slower, differently, you know, or moves in a different direction, and i.e. is, you know, a separate, completely, you know, um, individual universe. Um, but I also do believe in like synchronicity and synchronizations, especially in the um, in the field of like time as a measurement. Um, in that, it, there is no exact element to time, like I said, because sometimes it like you know any other element. I guess um, alchemic elements you could look at it as sometimes it is more dense, and sometimes it is um, more. Uh, time yeah <laughs> time is just yeah i'm not gonna get into it um because i think i'm i'm ready to like yeah it's been like 36 minutes but that was my story um that was my story i don't know why but i was fucking organizing and it was like yo <laughs> like i just got that weird fucking it's like i want a story and i'm like what the fuck kind of story do you want but i was definitely thinking about that blueberry I was definitely thinking about that fucking billboard. No, Jesus' family was not messy. Clean your shit up. Um, so yeah, that I got to like, <laughs> like I do like a minimal clean, but I do like a deep clean, like every three days anyway. So I was like, it's about time for that. Fucking no messy. Fucking there's no fucking reason for that. Um, cleanliness is close to godliness. Like and not I'm like I said, I'm very far off my god complex. Um, you know, so much so that I, I really did have to, like, take a step back from my body in midtown Manhattan and be like, yo, I almost got hit by a tour bus listening to Dead Mouse. Like, where would I have been if I had get, gotten hit by that bus? Um, like, what dimension would that have tossed me into, possibly? Um, so now, as a creator, I guess I could sit and think about that. Um, yeah, and, um, and yeah, now I, now I told, did I tell three stories? The blueberry, was I going to tell another story and then I forgot what it was? I think I, I think I was going to tell another story and I forgot what it was, but I can't for the life of me think of what it would be now, even if I told the second story already and I already forgot that I told it. I don't know. I, like I said, I really need to eat. It's now time for that. My broth should definitely be uh, eating temperature. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the spinach salad and chickpeas. Um, so yeah, that's that's my story. I don't have anything else. I'm, uh, I'm holding back on a lot of content for this, we'll call it like an upcoming season, because I'm mostly just like... Um, Oh, I was talking about, very briefly, about how when I first started thinking about this, and now I'm way off subject, but I'll go ahead. Um, like, I'm finally saving for my, like, skin removal surgery, and I thought at the very beginning that I would stay, like, in the very beginning of all my weight loss, and knowing that I wasn't going to look like the way that I've, you know, that anybody would want is to look normal or like everybody else, you know, like I don't even necessarily need to be hot. Like I just want to fucking look like normal, you know, like 
<laughs> normal like everybody else so I can have like a normal life and like find a normal guy and like do normal girl things you know um normal things um that I that I haven't been able to do um with this this current predicament and I thought like very early on that I would be like bitter in a certain sense that like yeah I'm gonna be you know attractive like once I get my once I get my surgery to people who I would have not been attractive to just leaving my body the way that it is naturally like I it will open a lot of like opportunities and doors for me as a person to get to know people that I would not have known with just having like a natural body um but like understanding men a lot more than than I did or a lot more than I ever have I will say like I understand like the pride factor in like and I I really do understand because I thought that I was gonna have like you know like a what did I want I wanted like a two-door Mustang um and my mom promised me here's another story um my mom promised me um to buy me a car um if I would just like move closer because I was going to college in in LA and she wasn't she like she wasn't in a good place mentally and she she like begged me and begged me and I was like okay um fine but only because she promised me a car and I told her like I'll take like a semester maybe two like a full year at another college but like honestly once I have a car there's no reason for me like not to move back to LA because that was the issue that I was having um there and it like the um I was only like 17 so I mean like it was before the metro was even um like really developed and the the metro especially compared to like to LA or any other metropolitan like major city like the metro still doesn't like go everywhere that you need like it goes to like some major like it connects all the major areas um but not really and it's not really like a reliable it's not it's not really like super reliable like it's still slow it's not like the subways in New York New York is incredible in the way that they fucking have like an underground subterranean tunnel city it's fucked up when you think about it like that there's actually like another city underneath the city that's just as like that like oh there's just so much energy in new york um it's so much to the point that i'm surprised that i'm even actually even still standing like i'm not I, I, I didn't do this on purpose. I never really thought myself like, oh, like I'm a New Yorker, or I'm gonna try to be, you know, like it's always an attractive kind of like thought to somebody who's like lived in LA for a majority of their adult life. But like as someone who's lived in LA for a majority of their adult life, New York is also not attractive because it's like, yo, if there's one bitch that's more expensive than this bitch, it's that bitch. And it is probably the most expensive place on earth. Um, so the thing that they say here is like, oh, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, which is, I guess, why they're trying to, like, allow people, like, to be in their messiness. Because, I mean, like, who has time to clean when you have to have, um, when you have to completely book your schedule to, to be able to afford fucking everything, you know? Everything down to doing your laundry. Everything costs more here. Everything. I've never seen, like, six gallon dollars of water and, like, ten, ten... 
All right, yeah, like six six dollar gallons of water, ten fucking ten, eleven, twelve dollar gallons of milk. Uh, I picked up a coconut water that was like fifteen ninety nine the other day, and I was like, "What in the fuck? What?" Um, yeah, I was like, "No, that's ridiculous." But yeah, things that don't necessarily even cost that much in other places cost ridiculous amounts of money here. So if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere on earth and I guarantee that mostly because if you make it in New York and then you go anywhere else you're gonna be like comparatively rich um you're gonna have more money than a lot of other people um even somebody that works minimum wage if you just save your stack your money and then go somewhere else and fucking go to midwest where they still pay like 650 an hour legally um yeah you're gonna be fine um or if you go to another country you're gonna be great um, but yeah, no, New York, what was I saying? I was definitely telling this stupid story, oh, yeah, ah, uh, the bitterness, the bitterness of, of a modified body, like, I think I'll have the freedom of actually being normal, like, the way that I've always wanted to, and I'm really excited, because I'm finally saving to, like, be a normal person, that's all I've wanted, like, since I was, like, seven years old, is just to have a normal body like everybody else, so, you know, um, here's to here's to actually doing that and doing it for myself um you know because I didn't like marry well enough (laughs) to to have somebody else do it for me um I think that was like kind of my mom's idea she was just like you just have to find the right I'm like that's not you know um it's not cool to use people just because they have things and I think that we're definitely living in a time of like separation of of like wealth and income and and assets that it's just like yo like I don't think people see people anymore because of money like girls are just like yay uh you know and guys are just like yeah yeah you know like guys kind of see girls at least on in like the middle plane guys kind of see women as like you know material possessions and women kind of see guys as like wallets you know walking wallets or or you know gift baskets um, so to speak, um, I'm not sure, though, I, I can't really, like, I can't really speak for, and this is, does not apply to every woman, um, definitely, um, and just to follow up on that, like, disclaimer on that PSA, like, I've seen so many girls get, like, dogged out by their dudes, and I think it's maybe just, like, living in, like, the hood, or, like, being in the ghetto, like I've and the East Coast men are definitely more aggressive. I definitely don't like anybody over here because they're like mean, and they're like always talking down to their women and they spit. I don't like how East Coast dudes just spit and it's like normal. It's kind of gross. It's really gross actually. It makes the most handsome dudes like not handsome at all. Um, yeah, but <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, girls get like comp- like you would think that that's his dog the way he's talking to her or treating her and then and then like the the fucking subway door opens it's like beep boop and they just leave like he actually she actually follows him out after that whole thing like what i don't know um this the dynamic of some people's relationships are appalling to me but only because like um because i think that the the everything that I went through before was so like uh what's the word for it 
so hidden, so silent, you know? Um, whereas, you know, I'm sitting in this fucking shelter and going down this little piece of paper and realizing that, like, that was, that was, like, the foundation of a relationship that almost lasted an entire decade and I didn't even realize what was happening to me, um, thinking that it was normal. And so I think, like, the whole theme, the overall theme of this episode is just, like, thinking something is normal that is actually indicative of, like, a very deep problem. Um, is not okay to just, like, sugarcoat and put a band-aid over it. That's a really bad campaign. Don't tell people Jesus' family was messy. There's no logic or truth behind that. And, like, it, that, like I'm not even a really religious person or figure. Um, that's just logic. <laughs> what the fuck made you say that? Um, so, yeah, I think it was just, like, you know, it's okay to not be okay but no like it's it's not you know it's not okay to not be okay if you're not okay definitely try and make some changes to to fix it because it's not okay to not be okay um like it's okay to seek help like it's okay to you know have your outlets it's okay to to not be okay until you realize you're not okay and then do something about it like it's not okay to not be okay and then just collectively circle jerk about not being okay. Because I think that's what's happening um, in my generation is we're just kind of circle jerking about not being okay. Like everybody is collectively depressed in the middle class and in the lower classes. And it's just like a, it's okay. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's not. Um, but, uh, you know, who am I? I'm just a, I'm barely even a DJ. Um. I'm barely, I'm barely even a person, honestly. I just wrote a bunch of stuff. I'm, like, waiting on my existence to kind of, like, expire so that I can, like, not have to worry about getting a surgery just so, like, guys will like me. I mean, it's, like, more than that at surface level, but, like, I do understand male pride. Like, oh, this dumb story. God damn it. Okay, I'll finish this story. My mom promised me a car. I thought it was going to be, like, an at least moderately attractive car. She got me, like, this... this old minivan that was like banged up and had like a a mismatched door that just like hurt my fucking feelings looking at it. it hurt anybody's fucking feelings looking at that thing but it just like lowered my my self-worth and my self-confidence having to drive a vehicle that was basically a fucking it was like a moving target for fucking um the kind of shit that i had already honestly been going through my entire life being you know overweight and being um you know raised in an area where being dark-skinned was not um was not the norm was not okay very much not okay um very much not a positive thing um so on top of that getting a vehicle that like okay like I moved closer to be closer to you because you really, you know, empty nest syndrome or whatever. I'm an only child, all right. You're having a nervous breakdown, cool, whatever. And then it was supposed to be one thing and then it ended up being another. Um, but in driving that car, I think I, I think I understand pride in a way that's like, you know, guys do sometimes see us more like cars, you know? And you don't want to... You don't want to be driving around the beaten up minivan with a mismatched door that's already been driven by like two or three families, you know. You want the brand new Ferrari or whatever, um, no matter how much it costs. 
or how uh, inefficient it is and to fucking to some people I've also realized like inefficiency is not a big deal you know um especially when you can have a whole garage full of Ferraris um <laughs> you know or however whatever um they can model I don't I don't think it matters to some people I think the I think what matters is like the way that it looks um, to other people, because other people have, if other people have a high opinion of you, and then, like, you know, for any reason, like, the person that's with you is, you know, not ideal, um, you know, it can really hurt your pride, it can hurt your image, in a lot of circles, it can hurt your careers, um, you know, so I understand, so I'm saving for my fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm saving for my version of heaven, um, which is just normal, which is weird to think about. Like, some people were just born in my my idea of, like, not the actual place, like I said. The place, heaven, where things are golden. Everything's shiny, and the ocean makes this ocean look like a literal puddle of poop. It is a literal puddle of poop. Um... But yeah, that's just compared to the oceans in heaven, which are fucking, like, monstrous and crystalline and gorgeous. Um, and there's no fucking... I think I actually, like, re-entering my body after that one, like, actually had, like, a fucking... Like, what would be considered a clinical depression, like, returning to this planet. Because I realized that it's covered in trash and the ocean is poop. And, um... Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's that. You can't go to heaven and then come back, but that was the whole point. It was like I was told that my purpose has not been fulfilled here. So whatever that purpose is, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's that was like five stories. So I hope I hope that that actually uh, I hope that covers it because I'm ready. To, this soup is probably cold now. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I still have a salad. And that's cool. Um, So, yeah, that's the end of this episode. That was, like, five stories. I think I finished all of them. Um, If you're not okay, get help. Clean your house. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what to say about the blueberry. Um, And heaven is a real place that is not anywhere here.